Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So I'm back, ready to attack, and I want to do as many shows as I can before I decide to go to bed. One, I got a weighted blanket. Just want to let everybody know that thing has helped me sleep like nobody's business, and it's incredible. I didn't realize how much a weighted blanket would come in handy, but it it has, because I was having some insomnia issues, and it works like a charm. Anyway, so in this episode, I want to talk about one thing that's been on my mind. It's been on my mind big time, and it's <clears throat> it's a quantitative easing, all right? That term... And I hate the term, well, I don't hate it. I hate it the way it's used, as if it's a good thing. <sighs> there was a documentary I watched. I only watched part of it because I couldn't take it. I was like, this is stupid. It glorified what the Fed was doing with their money printing schemes. Look, if anybody's taken a course on finance, any sort of thing, even studied it to the degree that I've studied it, which I've studied too much on it, it's almost warped my mind. But no. The problem is quantitative easing is, is basically a fancy term, and not even fancy, it's just a term, it's just a way of making money printing sound appealing. So the problem is the Fed is constantly using the printing press to print more and more money. Now because cash is not actually backed by gold, just to let everybody know. So there's no real fundamental value behind the dollar. So of course, what happens when you over populate a supply well the value of it goes down i'll give you a great example gold gold is worth a lot right sweet okay we can all agree that gold is worth a lot but why is it worth a lot well there's two factors that gold has that makes it worth something one it does have usability uh the other is it's rare it is scarce it's not easy to just find gold willy-nilly uh, another thing about gold that makes it so um, so appealing as as far as being valuable is um, <clears throat> I, mean, I mean those are the two main things. It's scarce and it has value. Now that I think about it, it's really simple. Now, if I were to somehow let's say I found a gold mine that had gold everywhere, right? Like it wasn't even hard to find gold, and suddenly gold became one of the most abundant sources one of the most abundant metals on earth. What would happen to gold? Gold, here's what would happen with gold. It would suddenly become less scarce. Therefore, the value of gold would actually go down. So the point I'm trying to make is when you increase the money supply, right? It becomes worth less and less and less. The more dollars you have out there in, out there in the market for everybody to use, the less it becomes. And here's the thing, and I keep telling people, quantitative easing, a.k.a. money printing, only hurts you, people watching. And I'm assuming most of the people who watch, maybe I've got some rich clientele that watch this show, but most of you are the ones who are, actually all of you are affected. If you, if you consider yourself in the poor middle class, you are definitely affected by this. One, 
the government is just going to tax you more. Second, money printing is a great way to make what you have in your savings account worth less and less over time. With the level of inflation that's going on, it would not shock me in any way, shape, or form if most people's savings accounts were pretty much destroyed by this. This is serious. Like the one thing the one thing that saddens me is nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about the fact that it's money printing. Quantitative easing is money printing and that is it. If CNBC was to tell you instead of quantitative easing, they're doing money printing to solve the problem, what would you think? You would think that's bullshit. Now, replace money printing with the term quantitative easing. Now the Fed is doing quantitative easing to fix the problem. And then let's say the Fed is doing money printing, which sounds more appealing. Well, clearly the term quantitative easing is a great and appealing term. It actually sounds like a nice term. I kind of like the way it sounds. But the definition of it is basically money printing. It's a fancy way of getting away with money printing. And the Fed has been doing this for since 2009. I know our economy was virtually in the toilet at the time. We should have crashed even harder. The markets, the housing markets, the bond market, everything should have crashed. But what we did, and this is actually helping the rich, by the way, the more they print money, because rich people own assets. Rich people own real estate. Rich people own gold, silver, stocks, bonds, for God's sakes. Actually, bonds do get affected negatively because unless you get those inflation-proof bonds, then you're fine. But which those do exist, by the way. Um, I mean, look, if you're in bonds, it's a different story, but quantitative easing, as I'm going to tell you guys again and again and again, it is just a fancy way of saying money printing. And the problem with what the Fed is doing is they are devaluing the money supply slowly and slowly and slowly. Actually, not even slowly, pretty quickly. Uh, fun little fact, uh, a statistic I read about, what was it, I think in 20, think 20, mid-2020 to all the way to about, meh, beginning of 2021 or so, maybe a couple months in, 40% of all U.S. dollars were printed in that year span, maybe a year and a half, I think. Either way, though, think about it, that's insane, 40% of all U.S. dollars in circulation even like from back in the day, right? 40% was printed in about a year to a year and a half. And people wonder why, like the problem is we're being lied to about inflation. Inflation's real. Like it, it affects the consumer, right? And this is why I keep telling people money printing is, is, is only prolonging the suffering. In fact, like they said, if you keep pumping up a bubble, right? The more explosive the burst. So with this, with the housing bubble, with the, I mean, I look, I'm not trying to be like a scare guy. I'm trying to be factual. And with the data that I've studied, and if you, if you, if you study history, you start understanding this stuff. If you studied, I studied all the crashes. I was fascinated by them. Uh, 2008 crash, 2000 crash, uh, the 80, was it 87 crash? I can't remember exactly what year that was. I always kind of, it was a crash in the eighties. Um, and I might be missing a couple. The, one, the crash that caused the Great Depression back in like the 20s. Um, let's see. There's just a lot of things. The point I'm trying to make is if you read enough history and you read up on crashes, what's more important is not, how, is not that the crash happened. It's what led to the crash happening. 
And what I see right now, everything I see that we're doing right now, it reminds me so much of the dot-com bubble. I mean, a little bit of the 2008 bubble, right, with the housing market. So the housing market's definitely in a bubble. Houses are way too expensive. And now look, this could be a sign that inflation's worse than we think it is. Because look, when housing prices go up extremely high, that is typically a catalyst to, to secret inflation rate hikes. Like we don't, like, cause you know, the Fed always tries, the government and the Fed always try to tell us, oh, inflation's only like two to three percent. But truth be told, it's probably like six to seven. That's how bad it is. And, and that's the worst part. As a person who studied economics, d- enough. I'm not going to say I'm an economic, I'm not going to say I'm an economic god. I'm not going to say any of that bullshit because that's not true. I'm a fraud. No. What needs to be said right now, what needs to be mentioned is, ugh, I don't know. I, I just read all these articles and I see what's, <laughs> I see that they're trying to promote the idea that quantitative easing is necessary. Yeah, maybe it's necessary to keep the market up, but uh, maybe it's good to let the market fail. And that's the one thing that, that's the one thing people are failing to, to recognize is that the market needs to fail. And that's a little cold hearted, but look, we're only prolonging the suffering by printing more money, you know? And look, the, the companies are great right now. The, the, the level of automation in manufacturing has hit an all time high. I mean, look, these big mega companies, all these different corporations, they're doing great stuff. They're able to create products and services at at incredible rates. It's making everything cheaper, and that's good. We want everything to be less expensive. But the problem is you do hurt the poor and middle class when you when you do this quantitative easing bullshit. I'm just gonna call it money printing because that's what it is. And I think I think it's about time people start acknowledging it as it is. But luckily, like I said, I've been betting against the market for a while. And it's, it's been worth it. And the reason it's worth it is because when you bet against the market and the market crashes, you know, you're good. I've been, what I've been buying is I've been buying shares in the UVXY. And this is something I love to share with all my, I, I say this a lot in my video. Well, not a lot. I say it once in a while, though, because I do like to let my viewers know there is a way to bet against the market. Um, but yeah, I, I constantly slowly buy shares of what's called the UVXY. It's basically a volatility index. It fairly... It basically is the inverse of the S&P 500 from what I've been able to tell. For instance, when the S&P 500 goes up 1%, the UVXY goes down like uh, 10% and vice versa. If it goes, if the S&P 500 goes down by 1%, it's going down, then the UVXY goes up 10%. The, the whole goal is the UVXY is meant to be the, the almost the exact opposite of what the S&P 500 is. Which is perfect because for people who think that the S&P 500 is overvalued, UVXY is a great investment and it allows when there's a downturn for you to make a lot of money. So and I made quite a bit of money from UVXY. I love the UVXY. But um, what you need to do, though, is because I still think the market's going to get pumped up. Uh, look, with all the stimulus, with all the things going on, I foresee Joe Biden printing more and more money. And here's what's going to happen. 
I will admit the one asset that I find to be fairly inflation proof, which is why I continue to invest in stocks, is stocks. Look, if you're a saver, you're you're a loser. That's a that is harsh to say, but you, I, I gotta I gotta give it to you guys straight. If you're sa- if you're a saver, you're a loser. So please try to get assets. I just w- don't want you guys to suffer. Uh, I want to see. I just want to see prosperity for God's sakes. It's as simple as that. So rack up on assets uh, as many as you can, whether it's gold, silver, stocks. I don't even care if it's crypto. I think crypto, sadly, is more valuable than the U.S. dollar. U.S. dollar is basically just a worthless piece of paper at this point. Only it's been a worthless piece of paper since it was taken off the gold standard. The gold standard is what gave it value to begin with. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, if you hold on to a currency, you're fucked. You, if you hold on to the dollar, you're an idiot. Like, if you've studied... I mean, my study of money... I mean, so money is actually a lot simpler than people realize. We just love to overcomplicate it with over, overly complicated rules. And it's simple. Make sure that whatever currency you have is actually backed by something. Then it becomes money. Basically, the dollar used to be money. Now it's technically a currency. And currencies always go down to zero currencies are technically a decaying product and if if my if my knowledge of history serves me so right we're basically and this is gonna sound awful we're basically germany before hitler got elected times were times were decent for germany at some point so they're okay then suddenly they debase their currency devalue their currency allowed for the rise of hitler that's just a simple history right there nobody wants to talk about that though no but I think the problem is in our society, nobody, no one likes to think about bad things happening. No one. Like, so they don't think about it. Therefore, they underestimate the likely, the, um, they under, underestimate the likeliness of the bad things happening, right? So for instance, a market crash could happen at any time. It's very imminent, right? But nobody wants to think about it. Everybody's like, ah, oh, the times are great. Times are different now. Therefore, they don't think about the possibility of a downfall. They're not prepared for it. Because they don't like to think about it, they... (laughs) You can't underestimate the likeliness of something happening. That's just pure fact. If you underestimate the likeliness of a bad thing happening, I I gotta admit you're kind of a fool. I mean, that is harsh for me to say, because I'm kind of an idiot. But... Like, it's just... Try to think on both sides of the coin. I think that if you want to truly prove to yourself that you got the ability, consider um, the ability to traverse the markets. You have to think about two contradictory ideas simultaneously, not simultaneously, but at least, you know what I mean? You, for instance, you have to be, I guess you have to devil's advocate a lot of things. But you, but what I'm trying to say is you have to be able to take two ideas that seem contradictory, contradictory and try and understand them, right? So it's the same in the markets, right? I'm constantly considering, one, on one hand, the market could continue to go up because of this money printing, right? The Fed can keep printing money. Therefore, these stocks will keep going up in value because of inflation and blah, blah, blah. It does hurt anybody who's trying to buy anything, though, at least when it comes to actual physical products. So I could think on one hand, the markets will probably keep going, and they probably will. It would not shock me in any way. And then here's the other hand. The other hand is the market may crash, and it'll probably crash pretty hard. That's the second thing. 
Now, I could be wrong. If if the Fed continues to print money and people continue to drink the Kool-Aid, then hey, we got a we got a roaring 20s on our hands. Everything will be totally fine until it isn't. The problem is everything's going to be totally fine until it isn't. That's just how this stuff works. Um and I, I, I'm willing to admit that I might be wrong on this whole market crash. Totally willing, because like I said, I can't predict the future. I just can't. You can't predict the markets. You can. You may think you're right in saying, hey, it's going to go down. Oh, it's all going to crash. The truth is, I don't know when. You can't put a date on it. There's just no date. You never can. You just know it eventually is going to happen. It's got to happen. And with everything so overvalued... And with all the crises on, and I don't know, it may crash a lot sooner than we expect. That's the difference. That's the that's what I'm thinking. But I'm excited. You know, let's see. God bless President Biden for taking us out of Afghanistan. It's about time someone had the courage to do it. Dude, Joe Biden's an idiot. Fuck Joe Biden. Hey, that better be a joke. Look, I mean, look, I'm glad we're I'm glad the US is out of Afghanistan, but Biden's an idiot. Holy shit. Oh, by the way, if, if you if you saw my title for the video that I made that Joe Biden <laughs> the greatest, that's a fake. I, I only went four minutes and then I was like, yeah, Joe Biden's fucking awful. He's the worst. You guys, we, we basically elected an Alzheimer's patient president, so not cool with me. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Trump either, just to let everybody know. I'm kind of like, I'm like, eh, he's okay. I liked him, but I wasn't like cult status. That's a little bit messed up. But yeah, I, I just looked at the comments. There was somebody named Problematic Bitch, and they're like, God bless President Biden for taking us out of Afghanistan. It's about time someone had the courage to do it. No, Joe Biden's a fucking dumbass. The way he got out of, the way he executed the plan to get out of Afghanistan was fucking reckless. Jesus. That was wor- That was awful. No, no, he's he deserves to be criticized though. I mean, he's the worst. But I'm, this this channel really isn't about politics that much. But I'm definitely clearly not a Biden fan. So, um, but I'm down to always talk politics though. If anybody wants to talk, I'll I'll hash out a debate. I don't mind. I'm a free thinker, so anything goes. Although I think free thinkers are being discriminated against on YouTube a little bit, but eh. um. But yeah, no, the point is, if if Biden continues to pump up money, he's ruining our economy straight up. Like, everybody thinks he's making things better. But I will say this, though, there is one common theme I've seen, and I guess this does go into politics a little bit, is that whenever Republicans in office, the economy, the stock market at least, always seems to go down, right? When a Democrat's in office, uh, the stock market appears to continue to go up, mainly because the Democrats love to give away money free money to corporations and stuff like that and and pump up garbage trash stocks in the market. So, yeah, I know. Junk bonds, they like to junk stocks. It's it's a terrible mess. Yeah. But overall, I think... um, Yeah, I just think that what the Fed is doing right now is is extremely, extremely foolish. And... um, Hopefully we get our heads out of, hopefully the Fed gets their, you know, their head out of their ass, but I, I highly doubt it. This is the Fed we're talking about here. Yeah, I just, 
And just remember, guys, if you hear the term quantitative easing ever on CNBC or all those Fox Business or anything, quantitative easing is basically money printing. It is money printing. That's all it is. So anytime you hear quantitative easing, like, like I'll give you an example. You hear quantitative easing uh, is being done by the Fed to help the economy. What you really need to hear is money printing is being done by the Fed to help the economy. That's it. Replace quantitative easing with money printing, which is basically what it is. The only reason they use quantitative easing is it's a very nice sounding word. It's super nice. It really is a nice sounding word. Even I like the way it sounds. I love the term quantitative easing. In fact, uh, <laughs> I'm going to name my firstborn child quantitative easing. That's how much I like the term. But I don't like, I don't, okay, I should say I don't like the definition of it. I like the way it sounds, though. I like the way the word sounds. The definition, though, when, it's, when I saw it was money printing, I was like, that's bullshit. So it's basically a fancy way of saying money printing. So I'm basically going to be naming my firstborn child money printing. So I think it'll be the most popular name of 2021. For baby names, boy names, money printing, or quantitative easing, one of those. Anyway, Joe Biden's an idiot. Just want to let problematic bitch, whoever you are, uh, Joe Biden is a, is awful. Guys, trash. Like, you know, I actually, you know, even though I'm not much of a Bernie Sanders fan, I would have took Bernie Sanders over, um, over Joe. And I don't like Bernie Sanders, just to let everybody know. I think he's too much of a communist, and communism doesn't work. It doesn't. It's an archaic idea. One of the worst, one of the worst ideas that man ever came up with was uh, communism, for sure. Pretty much any form of collectivism that involves the government. So I'll give you an example. Collectivism can sometimes work, as long as the government's not involved. Collectivism can happen within communities. That's fine. Totally fine with that. Collectivism with the government trying to control it, basically control the group, always ends up in failure. That's why I'm still not a collectivist anyway. I'm really much an individualist. And I think if more people kept to themselves, you know, and tried to produce and tried to give and tried to serve others, while at the same time being a part of a community instead of part of a group, I think it'd be things would be different. Things would be better. The best way to end all wars, by the way, is just for everybody to focus on what they're doing and not what everybody else is doing. <clears throat> the problem is, um, I'm going off on a tangent, but we live in a world with social media, right? Well, social media is not the problem we are. The problem is we, we pay so much attention to what other people are doing. It's, it's actually sickening, and it's a, it's a, it's a mental disease. That's why I pretty much stay off social media. I only just hang out on YouTube um, and I hang out outside. And that's it, man. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to, ho I'm hopefully going to do a campaign to get people off of social media. Not because I think social media, I think social media is a fantastic idea when it comes to marketing and stuff. But I think it's a bad idea when it comes to establishing human connection. I think too many people have relied on Things like Instagram, Snapchat, and all this shit to, roll, to, to, to establish some form of human bonding and connection. The problem is, real human bonding is formed when you can produce, produce oxytocin within your own body, right? So oxytocin, for instance, happens when you shake somebody's hand, when you give somebody a hug, even when you have sex. The point is, human, actual human interaction, two people looking at each other, two people actually... Speaking to each other, looking each other in the eye. I mean, even I've 
fallen short of this. I've become too damn isolated myself, you know? And, um, it's a hell of a thing. I don't know. But, but no, I'm glad I did this episode. I'm going to try to do another one here in a bit. Um, anyway, impe hashtag impeach Biden. But anyway, thank you guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode.